Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. We're not really whores. We just like wordplay. Welcome to Whores Talk Horror. I'm Sharon. And I'm Melinda. And we are back. I was just out of town in Paris. Woo! And saw the catacombs. And we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. Um, But now we're just going to kind of do a horror movie roundup because we haven't actually recorded in a few weeks and Mindy and I have both watched um, a bunch of horror movies the last part of the month and we're just gonna discuss some of those films and Mindy how was your Halloween? It was okay it was it was kind of chill normally I do something special for Halloween and I really didn't but um, we had a big storm in Chicago day before Halloween. So I basically came home from work and cuddled up with my cat and the wind was howling really crazy outside my building. And so just like watched horror movies all night long. And it was the perfect horror movie setting. So in that respect, it was really lovely. Anyway, but aside from flying home on a plane, how was your Halloween? (laughs) It wasn't too bad. Um, They had a pretty decent number of horror movie like scary Halloween themed movies on the plane so I did watch The Conjuring and I watched half of The Conjuring 2 and then I decided to put on a JonBenet Ramsey oh nice <laughs> um, documentary and then I just watched like four episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia to like help keep me awake and yeah that was about it and then I went home and it was yeah cold and snowy and gross out so we just like lit a bunch of candles and you know made it all cozy and made some popcorn drink some beers watch some horror movies and then I passed the fuck out because I was exhausted so all right um what movie should we talk about first Mindy do you have one I really want to talk about mom and dad because I saw this movie. I've seen it like three times and I kept saying to Sharon, watch this, watch this, watch this. And then she didn't tell me she watched it and just posted about it on our Instagram and I freaked out. So I want to talk about that one. I fucking loved it. Yeah, I don't know why I put off watching it um, because I know you highly recommended it. And even though Nick Cage is kind of crazy now, I still love him, at least as an actor his personal life aside yeah he is a really um good actor and this is one of those roles that you just want to see him perform it because it's so fucking batshit crazy it's crazy cage at his best for sure and Salma Blair is like a gift I love her so much and she's so good in that movie she really is and I'm not like the biggest fan of hers I mean she's fine but I like the combination of them together I just thought that they were like the perfect people to play these parents and for those of you who haven't seen it this is um definitely a uh dark comedy about parents who decide they just want to like hurt and kill their kids and but it's like a sudden thing almost like a not a disease I want to say but like it's just like one day people wake up and this starts happening if you don't think that that kind of thing is funny maybe don't watch it but I don't know it's done in a way Sharon mentioned dark humor and it's it is very dark humor but I just thought it was hilarious and awesome and fun yeah which sounds weird saying that about a movie about parents killing their children but well I think I mean neither of us are parents but I'm sure every parent at one point in their life has thought about hurting or killing their child (laughs) you know most people don't act on it but 
you know, everyone has those thoughts. Just, you know, there's times where I've thought about hurting or killing Spencer. (laughs) I would never do it. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes people test your limits and and you have fantasies. So Um, my favorite part of the movie was when the grandparents showed up for dinner. Yes. And it was like grandparents against their kids and I, they wouldn't go after their grandchildren, right? But they went after their own children. Meanwhile, their children are trying to kill their children, and it was just this super chaotic, funny scene. And um, and Lance here, Hendrick Hendrickson, yes. isn't that him? He from who's the father, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Which I loved it when I saw him walk through the door. I kind of squealed. So I'm glad I finally decided to watch this. Me too. We recommend it. Absolutely. All right, so the next movie is Tragedy Girls, um, which I saw. Mindy has not watched this one, but I do recommend that you watch it. I put it on the list. Put it on the list. Hashtag. Put it on the list. Put it on the list. (laughs) I'm not going to get too much into details on this, but it's a slasher film. It's about two teen girls who are obsessed with death, and they are also serial killers, and they host an online show talking about death um especially the recent deaths in their hometown and it kind of combines a slasher fit flick with this uh you know new concept that we have of people just becoming celebrities now because of you know social media podcasts like a social media influencer whatever you want to call it but it, it it takes the old slasher flick formula and combines it with you know new technology and uh what the fuck am I trying to say that's exactly what you're trying (laughs) to say I think like it uses an old conceit and and mixes it in with with everyday new concepts and technology and yes there you go and according to IMDb uh Scream the movie Scream was actually a major influence uh, Ah. for this film and it's pretty obvious while watching it that there are a lot of similarities between the two movies but yeah, I didn't really know what to think about this movie. It had some decent ratings and decided to check it out. And I liked it and I recommend it. Awesome. I do have it. Um, I do want to watch it. But I saw that you had already added it to our 31 movies. And so it's been a busy October. And so I was like, I'll just add it to my list and watch it later. So I'll get to it. <laughs> Good story, Melinda. <laughs> and what movie are you going to talk about next? I have a few honorable mentions that like didn't get posted on Instagram for 31 movies. But um, this is kind of an embarrassing admission because I know a lot of people have seen this already. But I finally saw Terrifier. But also I watched All Hallows Eve, which we just looked up uh, before this because I was like, wait, that's the same clown from Terrifier. But I, I guess All Hallows Eve was supposed to be like a prequel to Terrifier. And then Terrifier is the one with the creepy clown that says nothing and like terrifies people. Um, All Hallows Eve is really cool concept-wise because basically uh, this woman is babysitting these two kids on Halloween, and which that in itself, hello. And then the one, the younger boy uh, is like emptying out his candy bag and somebody threw a VHS tape in it. And so they have, the kids, of course, are like, let's watch it, let's watch it, let's watch it. And she's like, the babysitter's like, I don't know. Um, and so, of course, they put the tape in and it's this, the clown is featured. And then it's like these random, like, 
horror. It's basically shorts, but it's like these random horrible deaths hmm. that are recorded. And it was actually kind of an, like some of it was like really gory, gross, over the top. But it was an I thought it was kind of an interesting concept. And then I won't go into more detail because I don't want to give any spoilers away. But Terrifier is the one that I think more people are familiar with. Um, and then that somehow got released later, I think, than All Hallows Eve. And it involves the same clown. And it is spooky because he doesn't talk at all. and he, But he does all sorts of weird shit and kills people. Yeah, I saw Terrifier. And I liked it. I definitely had issues with it. Yeah. But overall, I liked it. I did not see All Hallows Eve. Which one would you recommend? I kind of enjoyed All Hallows Eve a little bit better just because... The clown was more mysterious. Like, I, by the time I got to Terrifier, I kind of knew what his deal was. And if you look at him, I mean, he looks like a Terrifier. So, yeah. like, I have never seen a movie like that. Like, it's sort of VHS-like, but, like, the fact that this kid is, like, I'm digging out his candy bag and is like, what's this? A cassette tape? What? And I, I kind of want to do that for Halloween next year. <laughs> Just, like, make some random put some random clips together on a dvd or something hand out and, like, snuff hand films out. to children yeah. <laughs> i mean i know why what's scarier right happy halloween kids that would actually that's a good go get terrified for a new movie <laughs> spencer and i were at i think days of the dead fest last year or the year before and we saw a little girl who is about three or four years old who was obsessed, I guess, with the Terrifier movie. Like, her parents actually oh. let her watch this with them, which, I mean, yeah. I started watching horror movies when I was young, but I don't know if I would let, like, a three- or four-year-old watch Terrifier because yeah. there's some pretty gruesome death scenes in there. Yeah. But she saw someone dressed as, you know, because people get in cosplay, and she saw someone dressed as the clown from Terrifier, and she was like, oh! <gasps> Oh, like her eyes lit up like it was Santa Claus and she wanted a picture with this clown. And I just thought it was really funny that this little girl was like so into that. Like, you know, most kids are into Dora or whatever. I don't know what kids are into now. But it's, yeah, that, still, though, I, I agree. I don't know that young that I'd let a kid watch either of those movies, <laughs> but to each his own. Yeah. What are you going to do? She'll grow up to host her own horror movie podcast maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, goals. Our- so that's one of my honor- honorable mentions. Uh, Sharon, what do you have to talk about? We can discuss this one together. Um, we both watched Happy Death Day to You. Yay. Which is the sequel to Happy Death Day, um, which I think we both really enjoyed the first one. Yep. Second one. It looked fun. I didn't really have expectations for it to be a great sequel, but I actually really enjoyed it, even though um, it was more, uh, I think to me, it felt less like a horror movie and almost a little more sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah. They they definitely went in that direction. I mention the movie Primer all the time on this. What's up, Shane Carruth, um, who's probably not listening to this podcast, but um, I wrote down while watching that movie that I like randomly I wrote down like this is like primer meets a dash of starship troopers because it was like a bit of like not cheesy slapstick comedy but it was like there was a sense of it not taking itself seriously but also sort of tiptoeing into like the time travel time warp sci-fi area but like being vaguely vague enough that like you didn't need to know the details but you still got the idea of what they were talking about if that makes any sense 
deliciously vague is the phrase a friend of mine used. And I don't know how I feel about that, but it was still fun. It was definitely fun. And I feel like we use fun a lot to describe <laughs> to describe our movies. We watch a lot of fun horror movies. But no, it, it was a fun watch, um, even though it wasn't scary right. at all. Some of the death scenes were pretty unique and comical. And apparently, I mean, they definitely left the end of this open to make a third film. And uh, I guess Christopher Landon, who is the writer and director of this movie, already announced plans for a third film as soon as they wrap production on this one. So I guess we will be looking. um, This will be a trilogy. I heard that that was sort of his hope from the beginning Mm -hmm. so that makes sense it'll be interesting to see where they go I just liked it's been a while since I've seen the first movie and I liked that from the beginning of the movie right away since they it is a repeating time type movie they kind of had these nice little quick reminders of like oh right that guy I remember what his deal is like I didn't feel like I needed to see the first one again before I viewed the second movie and they do a really nice little wrap up in the beginning oh, of this so movie. So good. Yeah. So that definitely helped out because, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the first one. And yeah, this one definitely goes, uh, it explains the whole uh, situation in a lot more detail of why people are waking up the same, you know, the, yeah. to the same day over and over and over again. So this one does go into more of an explanation with, you know, the whole time, space, alternate universes and makes it more of a sci-fi than more of a horror slasher type film, which the first one was. Right. I I, But her, the the exposition in terms of like, if you're coming in cold or it's been a while and you, since you've seen the first one, her quick recap was like expertly written and expertly delivered. I thought like it was really fast, really clear. And I was like, great. Now I don't have to rewatch the first one before seeing this. Cause I totally remember what happened in the first movie now. So yeah, absolutely. So I think we both recommend this one. I should also apologize. I'm still a little jet lag. <laughs> so my brain is just not functioning quite right. Even though I just finished a uh, triple shot latte. I'm just hungover from Halloween. <laughs> and I didn't get that drunk on Halloween, but I just. It was a l- exhausting month. I, I don't think. want it to be over Halloween. It anyway, doesn't have to be over. It lives on in our hearts. It does. Every year. We're going to keep it going. All right, so the next movie is another Dario Argento film because I love him. And it's Tenenbrae, which in Latin or Italian means darkness or shadows. Is This isn't the one with Jennifer Conley, is it? No, that is uh, Phenomena. Do, 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 do. Don't. Ah. I will fucking murder you if you have that song stuck in my head. All right, have you seen that one? Mm-mm. Okay, you should watch that one. That one's really, really good. Although... <laughs> I'm not even going to get into it, but there's the ending and involves a monkey and that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. All right. It's really fucking bizarre. Okay. All right. So no, this one, actually the only person in it that I actually knew who the actor was, there's one guy who plays the um, main cop from Black Christmas. 
which I cannot think of his name right now. He's in everything. He's in everything. He's one of those character actors who's in everything. And Spencer's going to look his name up. Uh, yeah. So this movie is about an American writer who goes to Rome and is continually harassed and stalked by a serial killer who is killing everyone who is associated with his latest book. And according to IMDb, the movie was actually inspired um, after Argento was stalked by a fan. Spencer, what is the name of the actor? John Saxon. John of Saxon. Of course. I should have known that. Yes. So, yeah, John Saxon is in this movie. Other than that, I don't know who any of the other actors are. I really enjoy all of Argento's movies, and maybe it's just because of Suspiria that I tend to like all of his movies because that one is just so good that I'm like, he can't make a bad movie. To me, though, it's more of a um, kind of a mystery whodunit than a horror film. Um, it's kind of reminiscent of Sherlock Holmes or even Hitchcock. Hitchcock? <laughs> what did I say? Hitchcock. 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 You know, um, the famous director <laughs> Hitchcock. The famous director Allred Hitchcock. <laughs> oh, my God. I apparently need to get caught up on I've my I've seen sleep. all of his movies. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Allred Hickok? Yep. <laughs> He's the best. He made that movie Vitiligo. <laughs> all right. Back on track. Back on track. So as I was saying, this is more reminiscent of a Sherlock Holmes or even a Hitchcock film. All the death scenes showcase Argento's signature style of beautiful composition beautifully shot deaths but also very gruesome with you know that thick red blood that looks like paint that he uses in all of his movies and I noticed that after watching like I think I've seen like four or five of his movies now he's kind of got a thing with using glass or like windows to kill people Mm. a lot of people in his movies die from being impaled <laughs> with glass which does make for like a very beautifully shot scene he does that very well um I don't know what his obsession with that is but yeah I like this movie a lot and I would recommend it and there's um a little bit of a t- twist in it which I think a lot of his movies kind of have a little like a small twist nothing groundbreaking but Right. Not everything is as it appears kind of thing. Yeah. 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 This is another honorable mention movie. And I actually did tell Sharon to watch this. And it's on Shudder for those of you who are interested. And I kind of want to watch it with you. But it's also kind of long. And I'm going to take a stab at this name, this title, because I, I, I don't know how to, exactly how it's pronounced. But I believe it's like Belize Booth. It's spelled like B-E-L-Z-E-B-U-T-H. And it's on Shutter. I'm going to read the description. Um, and then I'm going to read one comment that I have about it. And then I think it's best left at just that. Because this is one of those movies that somebody said, we should watch this. And I'll be honest, I was a little intoxicated when I started watching it. So I might have fallen asleep during part of it. But it goes off the chains. Like, it's Brad. So the plot to this movie, according to IMDb, is after losing his family in an extremely tragic way, Detective Ritter must investigate a massacre at a school perpetrated by a student. What seemed like a pretty clear case becomes much more dense when a priest of the Vatican appears with another point of view. 
So that's the IMDb synopsis. And I'm just going to say, Jesus comes to terrifying life on the cross, literally. Hmm. And that's all I'm going to leave you with. I did enjoy, this was like a literally batshit insane movie. But even though I fell asleep during part of it, I was like, I can't believe we just watched this and Sharon needs to see it. So, but there were times where I was like screaming at my TV like, is going on <laughs> so like it's on shutter check it out put it on the list put it on the list hard to describe but i i recommend it if you like batshit crazy movies that are creepy and scary you'll enjoy this one i do like that yeah i've actually seen a lot of people posting about this movie so all right i'm definitely gonna put that on my list and check it out and I know you do not like torture movies, Mindy, but I actually really recommend you watching I Spit on Your Grave, the 2010 version. Did you ever see the original? I didn't, but I did add the 2010 version to my like queue on Shutter. So, okay. Quick synopsis female writer, she goes to a secluded but beautiful cabin in the woods which you know nothing good ever happens at cabins in the woods nope she plans on staying there for a few months to write but then gets brutally assaulted over many 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 hours by a group of men it's basically my worst nightmare what happens to her and i think most people's worst nightmare which is why i sit around the house thinking of escape plans and what I would do if an intruder came into my house um and we still want you to send us your escape plans people yep so so get to it start writing yeah she's basically left for dead well she eh, she actually just kind of like disappears so you don't really know what happens to her but as we all know this yeah. is a revenge movie. Yeah. Um, even if you haven't seen this, I'm sure most people know the plot of this film. And the original um, came out, what, early 80s oh God, or something? No, or that sooner? was in the 70s. So it, I think the statute of limitations for spoilers on this yeah. is kind of past. Yeah. I actually, I like this one a lot better than the original, but I do like the original. What happens to the woman in the first one, I think, was a little more gratuitous. Really? Or, I'm sorry, not the first. The original. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I Spit in Your Grave, I think, was a little more gratuitous. You know, it's a 70s film. It was just it really gritty, kind of raw, dirty. And in this one, I don't think what they showed happening to the woman in this one was is violent or as hard to watch as in the original oh. it was it was still horrible don't sure. don't get me wrong but the revenge scenes in this one are what make this one so good there are so many creative ways that she chooses to um take those bastards out yeah they're just so like brutally imaginative that hmm. i they kind of made me smile even though they also kind of made me sick to my stomach, <laughs> um, if that makes any sense. But just seeing these men get what they totally deserved was great. And the acting was really solid because it was basically a bunch of uh, no-name actors. I think they all did a really, really good job. And I like it. Even if even if you're not a fan of torture films, I would recommend this one. If only for the fact that some of the things that she does to try and get out of her situation might save your life one day or help you if you are ever 
unfortunate enough to find yourself trapped in a situation like that, which I hope no one out there ever does. Right. But yeah, sometimes watching things like this helps prepare you for real life horror. As Sydney Prescott once said, instead of running up the stairs, you know to run out the front door. So, right. Life lessons, people. <laughs> Courtesy of horror slasher movies <laughs> with tons of rape. <laughs> All right. So what do you have next on your list? Well, so I wanted to talk about a quote unquote uh, real life documentary called Demon House. Now, some of you, I'm I'm guessing maybe a lot of you uh, are familiar with the show Ghost Adventures, which is on the Travel Channel mostly. Um, And it's a team of ghost hunters. They go to different locations and try to find evidence of the paranormal. But um, the leader of the group is... Zach Bagans, I believe is how he says his name, but we all call him Frodo. My like <laughs> m- me as in my coworker and I who who know who he is at work. Um because I'm so apologies in advance to any Zach fans out there, but like these guys are like bros that like go to haunted houses and like yell at ghosts and freak out over every little thing. And so um but I, the only reason I ever watch their show, if I happen upon it, is that I think they're so ridiculous. And they think, Zach especially, I find to be so, he thinks so much of himself. Pretentious. Thank you. Yes. And he's not a very great actor. Like a friend of mine who I won't name because he didn't give me permission to do so, but said, are we sure he's not brain damaged? <laughs> but I was like, no, that's just the voiceover of a bad actor who f- who's white and feels entitled and thinks he's the shit, and he's actually not at all. Um, so anyway, the point is, this dude that I've described so wonderfully <laughs> basically reads about, and I've seen this like twice, and I don't remember. It's either in Indiana or Ohio, this, this story about this house that really happened, who knows like what actually happened but there was a family living there who claimed that they were all possessed by something evil in the house um a child protective services worker came to the house because there were children involved and like checked in on them and then went with them because they had to take one of the kids to the er and claims to have watched the kid walk up the side of a wall like all this stuff the family moved out of the house And of course, Zach found out about it and the house was on the market and he bought it sight unseen. And then to like live in. Well, not to live in. But this is how this maybe it will give you a better idea of it as to who this guy is. This family moved away from the house, wanted nothing more to do with it. And he I don't want to say harasses them, but like goes after them quite a bit like trying to interview them to get more info but like I kind of feel like if people say you know what I'm uncomfortable with this you back off he does not back off at all and this Um, is all in the documentary yes or is this this backstory no this is all in the documentary and um so he does get some backstory from various members of the family and then ends up you know because he wants to catch evidence of what's in the house dude bro bro (laughs) he literally goes in there and barricades himself inside the house for 24 hours. And even the cops are like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. And I mean, logistically, in the case of a fire, like he gets in there at the end and makes like the, there's like a cop helping him. And they like hammer and nails over boards over the front door, the windows. Like his point is that he's trapped in this house for 24 hours and he's filming 
there is a scene where supposedly he, quote, captures whatever's in the house on camera. We see him reacting very dramatically and yelling at whatever it is there. The camera footage, the camera goes blurry for a bit and then focuses back. That's about it. But for entertainment value... And it, like in terms of like watching a B movie almost, if you feel like laughing and making fun of dumb bros, which I take <laughs> pleasure in doing quite frequently with a lot of these shows, Demon House is on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. It's kind of in a lot of places, especially right now because this it, Halloween just ended. But it's a fun rap. It's a fun watch. So I would just say go in without expectations, but check it out and have a good laugh. All right. Bro. So if you, if you feel like making fun of bros watch this documentary does he start out the documentary saying i'm going on an adventure (laughs) that was a lord of the rings reference to all you (laughs) sharon your turn (laughs) all right so the next movie mindy has not seen yet but it is called the void and it is a more of a sci-fi horror movie and this was recommended by someone on instagram thank you for the recommendation sean and it has actor kenneth welsh who played Wyndham earl what, on what? twin peaks and it's kind of funny because there's actually a lot of similarities between his character in this movie to his character in twin peaks um which you could just watch it and figure it out it's, it's pretty obvious it is a movie that involves a creepy old almost abandoned hospital in the middle of nowhere, a deadly cult, some Giger-esque alien-looking creatures, and also there's a good amount of gore, and the movie starts out in one direction, and it kind of takes you somewhere completely different. So I like the beginning of this movie better than the ending of the movie, but all in all, for um, a small independent crowdfunded movie no way i think it's really good the acting is really good uh besides kenneth welsh i'm not sure any of the other actors are like really well known but i thought they all did a really good job um with their performances and also the one thing which i found on imdb that uh i didn't realize is that almost everything in the film is all practical effects. There's very, very little CGI. So all the monsters that you see in this movie, all the gore, it's all practical effects. And it's very well done, I might add, considering that this is more of a a smaller film. But yeah, I totally recommend it. It's, It's different cool i didn't i wasn't aware that was like a crowdfunded thing that's pretty cool now i really want to see it that's what i read so i'm assuming i could be wrong but yeah i read that it was like a small budget crowdfunded film and that's really awesome i liked it sweet the last movie that i want to talk about is man bites dog which is a french film about a film crew that follows around a Heartless killer and thief as he goes about his daily routines, um, which involve basically (laughs) killing and robbing people and doing horrible things. And going for groceries every now and then. Yeah, you know, he he goes home and visits his mom and his family and (laughs) goes out to dinner and he talks about food and music and whatever. He's very cultured. 
but soon the film crew starts to lose their objectivity with the main protagonist that they're filming in their documentary and start to partake in some of the brutal and horrific crimes that he commits. So uh, it's kind of interesting. It's actually pretty humorous. I mean, it's definitely a black comedy. So it's really not as gruesome as I thought it would be. There were uh, a lot more humorous moments than I thought. I was thinking it was going to be more like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. And if you have not seen that movie, it's from the 80s. From what I've been told, it's based on the real life uh, serial killers, Henry Lee Lucas and Otis Toole. So yeah, Man Bites Dog, definitely different from that. It's black and white. It's a black comedy. There is some violence. Wouldn't really classify it as a horror movie. Um... But yeah, check it out. I liked it. Cool. All right. So uh, thank you once again, everybody. We hope you had a good Halloween. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can contact us on social media, on email, horrorstalkhorror at gmail.com. Send us your horror movie recommendations, your Halloween stories, your... Escape plans. We want escape plans, yes, people. Yes, if you escape plans like in your home or at work, what happens if a serial killer... You find a serial killer in your closet. What would you do? How would you escape? I don't know. Or something. How do you protect yourself when you're walking down the street at night? Do you put yeah. keys between the fingers to like jab someone in the eyeballs if they come up behind you really quickly? I've or? actually heard that that's not the best method of defense. Really? Yeah. Mm. It tends to backfire. But if I'm wrong and you have a better solution, please write it to us and tell us. That would be awesome. And I think that's about it really, right? Thank you for listening, and as always, thanks thanks for getting getting creepy with us. us.